Welcome to the Messy Life Mighty Love podcast. I am Abby, your host, storyteller, fellow messy life journeyer, and friend. You are listening to episode one, Messy is a Tender Word. Whether you struggle with a mental illness like me, or a chronic illness, or a rebellious child, or strained family relationships, or any of the deeply painful messes we can find ourselves in, through the story I share here, I hope you will be reminded of times outside of your current mess. I mean those times inside of your story when the love of someone which reflected the love of God can truly be seen. This faithfulness that I partake of through sharing my messy yet mighty story, I offer to you with loving hands, just like that scrumptious, yummy, messy, yet oh so lovingly made piece of lasagna. It was the summer we were married. We were spending a week at a family camp in the beautiful Adirondack Mountains. It was a glorious retreat from the busyness of life, and we like to call it a taste of heaven. My sister and her family invited us, and it was the first of many summers we would spend there. There was penny candy and fresh cinnamon buns, and, of course, ice cream in a wooden cabin called the teepee. There were canoes, kayaks, hikes, and lots of good old gospel teaching. There were also a few messy things, beautiful messy, but nonetheless messy. There was my newlywed husband and I arriving late to the exceedingly cold economy tent cabin we had signed up for for the week. As we shivered, so not prepared, we thought we would at least be able to cuddle and keep each other warm. But no, there were only single beds and too few woolen blankets. The next morning, we rigged up some sort of double bed through straddling our single mattresses across the immovable single bed frames. The resulting product was lopsided at best. But we made our messy solution work because we were newlyweds after all. There was also, after the evening concert or worship night, s'mores located around the fire pits outside of many of the cabins. And what are s'mores if not messy? The must-be Hershey's chocolate bars with the perfectly patiently won golden brown marshmallows and sweet graham crackers to smush them together. What's a little sticky melted marshmallowy sugar or chocolate smudge compared to this yummy goodness? But the messy thing I remember most from that summer 16 and a half years ago comes through the tender voice of my then two-year-old niece. She the one who'd been born right before my mom got really sick all blonde and cherub-like. As she held up her tiny chubby wrist, she showed me the gospel bracelet she had made that day in her class. You know the ones which have some variation of the gospel story in yellow, black, red, white, and green beads? Her entire presentation was adorable, and I was ready to trust in Christ all over again. But the one quote-unquote explanation that she gave 
which has stuck with me more than probably any other use of the word messy, was like this. She said, glory of God for the yellow bead, and then came to the black bead and simply said, messy. It was sweet and poignant all at once. Her teachers were brilliant, I think, to give her that word, because who can understand messy better than a two-year-old? Can't you just picture a toddler quiet in the other room? And we know what that means, don't we? Mom comes to check out the situation and there's marker everywhere on the face and arms and clothes and wall. On a good day, it's all washable. On a bad day, clothes go in the trash or rag bin and you look for the original paint used in that room. Yes, that black bead is defined well by messy. Adam and Eve were like messy children, getting lost in a part of the garden they should have stayed clearly away from. They had the juice all over their faces and scantily clad in fig leaves. They were a mess. You might be thinking that messy isn't a strong enough word. I agree, considering the tragedies of war, including nuclear weapons, concentration camps, and the present-day violence found in things like school shootings and terrorism. Mess still bears too much accidental connotation. It's too benign sounding for the malignancy of sin. But for a two-year-old still so innocent, it is perfect. There is still plenty of time for tragedy and grief, knowledge of abuse and murder. For now, it's a messy heart. And when we call it messy, we remember what's underneath. Imago Dei. The image of God in a plan to rescue the sweetness of his touch and the knowledge that his is a mighty love and this mess, it's no match for him. It's true, as we walk beyond our two-year selves, beyond the single first sin of Eden, we see how messy became much more like a deep darkness. We became steeped in shame along with our first parents. In the biblical story, soon brother murders brother, marking the depth of the fall. But we don't start there when we come into this world. We are made for God, and young hearts are soft to believe he is real. Tender skin absorbs hope like a sponge and receives love fully in the embrace of a good God. There's still that draw on the things off limits, and this is real sin. But the mess has light peeking through it and mommy and daddy are holding tenderly after discipline with arms tight and hearts full of love, a mighty love. It's my prayer that you could see today in your messy life, the mighty and mightiest of loves, breaking through, offering hope, offering his very self to bring wholeness. Even though the constancy of mess remains, there is a light shining through the darkness and it cannot be overcome.